Hi everyone, welcome to The Awkward Stare, where three like-minded women of color explore various topics through their very awkward lenses. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In the next two parts, we're discussing being childless or child-free, however you want to put it. In this first part, we did a whole story time episode with some of our friends where we discussed what made them make the choice of being child free. We're going to start with some introductions. My name is Clay Barham and you can follow me on IG at C underscore L-A underscore Y Barham. That's B-A-R-H-A-M. That's my IG. My name is Iris Gamboa, my government, but my close family and friends call me Missy. So my Instagram is Missy and it's M-I-S-S-Y-Y three underscores. That's my personal. And then my Business page is Edie's, so it's I R I with that little thing. Yes, <laughs> I R I S underscore. I think I believe it's two underscores. Um, okay. So that's my um, that's my collection, and then my Facebook is my name Iris Kimboa, and my Twitter is Misty as well. It's the same as my Instagram. Hi, my name is John Debate. I am on. LinkedIn, and that's pretty much it. Not on any social media. Hard to find. My name is Rizia Lu, and my IG is Yoshi R L Y O S H Y R L. Yeah, my Instagram is. I mean, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh yeah, go follow me and give me likes, and like my social media is. I don't know. It's, it's a it's a hobby once in a while. It's not where it's like you know anything super serious. But you know, my Instagram is Eltron E L T R O N underscore Black B L A C K. Um, my Twitter is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a regular person. I'm not. You know. Now, how old are you? I am 36 years old. I am 37. 38. And I just turned 40 years old. Now the meat of the episode. Do you have any children? Let's just get that out the way. And if not, why? I have no children. Although I do have a godchild, but that probably doesn't count in this way. Um, I have no children. Um, part of it is because I think there's a there's a blessing in being a queer man in that in order to have children, usually you have to be intentional about it. So um, so I haven't taken the steps to consciously and intentionally have children yet. I think that's interesting. You answered two questions in one. Um, also, like the the godchildren part. Do you do you, do you f- do you feel like you're serving any parental duties being a godparent? I do, but it's so it's different than 
than being a parent. And so I don't want to like, you know, the responsibility of being, having to be there consistently. Um, I don't feel that. And so I think, I feel like I'm a parent and that also I would be very willing to take those responsibilities. Let's say my God child is like, listen, I just can't with my mom right now. Can I come and stay with you for a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so I'm willing to do that, but I don't currently have that responsibility. So, so what does parenting mean to you? Um, Parenting to me means creating a safe, a safe space for a child to um, to find and exist in their own freedom, in their own their own sense of self, um, and it is, I think, a consistent thing, um, a, a willingness to to grow personally um, as a parent, so that I am not forcing my own my own shit on my child. Um, because it really, to me, is a protective space for the children to be who they are, though, not to control who they become, but to just allow them to be. That's actually really, really beautiful, because a lot of times you hear people speak and they're like, I want to have children um, because I want a little me. Like, how does that yeah. how does that make <laughs> you feel? <laughs> Yeah, that's always hilarious, I think. Um, I want a little bit. First of all, we live in a climate right now where I don't think anybody should just be having children because because they need an extra per- they need an extra them. Like like bringing children into this world right here is something that needs intention. Um and I get it. I know it's really difficult especially if you're, you know, in a straight couple where the pregnancy is inevitable if you are having sex without um, um, birth control. So I get it. Like I get the idea of through love creating a, a extra person, but just to have a little me is, is, is a bit of vanity. I will say that I've had to think about too, because you know, as my, my desire for children has changed over the years, I remember wanting biological children for sure when I was a lot younger and then not wanting children at all and now getting into a space where I'm like well there's a a lot of children who are out in the world who could use a parent and and I I enjoy that aspect much more than oh I just need to bring in somebody who looks like me I'm just looking in the mirror (laughs) and that's good enough (laughs) Yeah. Although I will say, let me just say, uh-huh. I know that there's a difference between, I think people in our age bracket, we think about our parents too, regarding that. So like, while I may not need that, I also recognize that for my parents, they they might enjoy it. For me, as a for a long time, I've been the only child, mm-hmm. um, especially on my mom's side. Um, and so the idea of not having grandchildren is a big thing. So I also, you know, it's wrapped in a whole bunch of, it's layered, I know. Yeah. Hmm. So you feel that, so is there any influence you feel from your, from your, from your family? I have. Um, yeah. I, like, so again, I'm a junior. So I, I have historically on my dad's, from my dad's side, Felt the felt the influence and and a little bit of pressure to have a son so that that name could continue. Um, that that's not the case now, but I felt that. And then my mom has always just talked about how it would be, 
really nice to have a grandchild. So, and not in a way that they that they pressure me, but I know that it would bring them a lot of joy. And I and I understand that too. I think I, I understand that on a real deep level. It's so funny because um, hopefully I guess I can say this in the interview. If I can't, then you just chop it out. But <laughs> when we were doing the abundance um, meditation together mm-hmm. and and I, I started the group, but then you guys had your own group going on. And I remember that day feeling like, oh, my God, I think I posted it in our, in our group. Like, I think I now understand, like, what it would feel like to be a grandparent and what my what my mom must be thinking about when she, like, it would be really nice to have a grandchild because if it's like, wow, the child of my child and you don't have to have direct responsibility for them, but you get to still create loving space and a joyful space. So... I, I want to, I'm not feeling the pressure from my family, but I also understand what they're missing out on. And sometimes I wish I could just give them that. Yeah. I get you. Okay. That, that makes sense. So, so in saying that you wish you could give them that, is it that you wish, like, what do you mean? Like, do you wish that you were we wanted to have biological children or can you explain that a little bit yeah i think it would be nice if i naturally wanted to have biological children because then my parents would get to experience this other part of their life mm. that they haven't yet experienced that most people get to experience um, which is having a biological grandchild. So they have, my parents have other grandchildren because they have extended family. So whether it's two step, um, you know, like a step family or other adopted kids, but biologically right now, I'm the only, um, I'm the only hope for that until my little brother gets, gets older. So I wish I could do that for them because I know that it would also change their life experience, but I don't wish it so much that I'm willing to have a child just because. (laughs) Makes sense. That's totally clear. (laughs) Um, Another question that we have is, um, so when it comes to our, you know, the current, our current, you know, marital, marital, listen to me now, parental status, (laughs) not having, any children. Um, so what do you see in comparing that to, I guess, to people who you do know who do have children, what are the upsides and what are the downsides that you see in this current, in your current world? Yeah. I feel it's so funny cause I was just having the parent conversation the other day. Um, and so it's just so cool that you're doing this. I am grateful when I, I have so yes, even when I was just in New York a couple of weeks ago, I went to see two of my friends who've had new babies, and I had it. Well, one of the babies is actually named after me. Aww. So I wanted to make sure I saw him. I've seen him before, but you know, far away. So this is the second time I got to see him. Um, and then my other really close friend, she had a baby, and I hadn't seen him um, in person yet. So I made sure to do that. It was so cool to just watch them as as moms. I've known both both women for a really long time. Um, we grew up together. So it was really special. But, and, and they're also, so they are um, in our age range. One is 38 and the other is 35. 
Um, yeah, she'll be 36 in a couple weeks. So, you know, they're having children also later. But I think when I see them, I'm like, yes, this makes sense. And I'm so happy for them because they've had a chance to really think about and define who they are as parents and the world that they want to create for their children. But I also think about people I grew up with who had children a little bit early just because, you know, they got pregnant or, or maybe they even wanted children early, and, but before they could be more intentional. And I don't think there's ever a place where like children won't come in and completely rock your world and rock everything you thought you knew about yourself and about parenting. But I do think it's cool to be intentional. So when I see my, my friends with kids, I'm, I'm excited for them. And I'm also, I also think I'm so glad I didn't have children early mm. um, that, that now I am more clear about what it means to be a parent, how I would want to parent in a way that a child can benefit. Um, yeah. That's really dope, actually. It made me think myself, actually, about the fact that, yeah, as you get older, you, you shape, you're able to better shape what it is that you want out of your life and therefore mm-hmm. in having another being to take care of and be responsible for, Mm -hmm. you can make the decisions, better decisions, possibly, hopefully. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And let me, let me throw out this. I I feel like anybody who has not had a a kid yet and is trying to figure out whether they should have a kid, they should have a cat. (laughs) Cats, having a cat has really solidified for me what it means to be a good parent because you cannot control them. They will love you on their terms and you have to take care of something, provide food for something and an entity that is still not going to do what you ask them just because you, you are providing for them. So you got to love them, except that like they have all these superpowers bottled up in them that they want to jump from place to place to place to place. And to be, and to tell them, no, they can't jump from place to place to place is to Mm -hmm. actually stifle who they are. And that, that taught me so much about being a parent, as opposed to most people say a dog, but a dog, you train a dog to do it with what you want it to do. And that's what we think we should supposed to do for our kids. But yeah. the kids come here with their own shit and their own, their own thing to do in life. And so I feel like as a parent, that's my, that's my goal is to make sure I create a safe space for them to jump from here, jump from there without hurting themselves. Ah, that makes so much sense. Um, and it's interesting because you have a lot of people who are dog people. And I think in that sense, it's like that kind of tell, that's kind of telling of the world in a way, because the world is like, it goes back to that little me statement. I want a little me. It's like, yes. What do you mean you want a little you? First of all, you're not that great. Let me stop. <laughs> First of all, okay. We're going to need you to handle your anger issues. <laughs> yeah. Your anger, your control issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, so yeah, this is a really, really good conversation. And there is a lot of the things that you said here that I feel like, are really, really good takeaways, um, especially the analogy about dog people versus cat people. Um, And I just want to ask if there's anything else that you feel like in this conversation that you feel like hasn't been said, but you, you would want people our age, somebody who's, for example, struggling with the fact that maybe their parents, man or woman, are hounding them or, you know, making it hard for them to be in a space not having children. Like, I don't have children at my age, but they're making you feel bad. Like, what would you tell somebody who's going through that? 
I, I guess I don't know if it's advice because you know advice is all bullshit. But yeah, um, I I I remember Oprah, and this a lot of this changed for me. I hate that so much goes back to Oprah, but when <laughs> Oprah talked about how she knew that she wasn't, she didn't really want to be a mother because she was she was a mother to everyone. Like, she, and if she had a child, it would change how she could relate and how she could mother really the world in a sense. And I feel like there's so many kids in the world that um, if someone wants to have a child, first of all, you can, you can like, there are godchildren, there mm-hmm. are foster, there's adoption, but I also understand sometimes someone's need to, to, I don't know, to have a child of their own. I just think parenting goes way beyond that. So, um, and also people who feel free not to have children, they should be so, they, they shouldn't feel like they need to. Like if you're, if you're 35, if you're 40, especially for women, cause I know women feel the, the pressure, but if not like this time in our history, mm-hmm makes the decision not to have children the make it it makes the most sense it has ever made so someone who's comfortable in their own decision not to have kids but is feeling the pressure from other people i would say well what what's the point of bringing new kids into this world if you want a kid you know go get one who's been abandoned who needs that love so that's not really advice and sounds kind of crazy but that's what i got no, not at all. It makes it does not sound crazy, Clay. <laughs> it doesn't sound crazy at all. I think um, that's that's sound thoughts. Um, we won't call it advice, but well, it's sound thoughts about um, about making a decision that you don't really even have to really make. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have children. Forty years old, single, no children, because. I'm single. Um, I, I never wanted to have, I never wanted to be, you know, a single mother. I've always wanted to be, you know, in a solid marriage, um, you know, before I had children. Um, that was just always something that kind of just stuck with me. I was raised, you know, in a family environment with, you know, both parents, um, and I kind of just always wanted that for myself as well. Um, you know, not to say anything, you know, with the single mothers, more power to them, you know, doing this. But I did have a taste of that, you know, with helping my sister because my sister's in the military. And I had a taste of being a single parent um, while, you know, taking care of my nephew, you know, when he was very young. And... I worked and picked him up from school and, and it was a struggle. It was like, this is what a single mother life is. And even though I had help and support from like my parents and stuff like that, they would pick him up on the weekends because I had two jobs, but it was still a struggle. So, you know, and it's not something that's not only for myself, but for the children, I think it's really, really important for children to have both parents in their lives. And even if the parents are not together, they should really be cordial and not let the child see whatever it is that they're going through amongst each other. It has nothing to do with the children. So 
that was my thing. I just, you know, it wasn't something that I'm like, okay, my clock is ticking. I need to have children at this age. I need to do this. I need to do that. Or it doesn't make me feel like less of a woman. It's just, for me, it was always something um, I wanted to have it in a, in a both parents setting. And it wasn't like something that was pressure for me. It was just, if, if it's, if God is going to allow it to happen, it will happen, you know? So, I mean, I'm even open to adoption if it ever came to that. Okay. So, yeah. So you want to be a parent. It's just circumstantial right now, like finding the right person. And- right. For me, it's just, it's all about, you know, creating that solid foundation for, for the children. You know, I, I love children even though I'm not around them a lot, but when I am around them, I just, I love them. Like, Mm -hmm. and I have so much fun with them, but for me, it's, you know, what I want for myself or my children, it's like, I want to have a healthy um, family environment for them. Yeah. All right. So you kind of answered this, but I'll ask it. Um, what does parenting mean to you? Parenting means, means is for me, it means sacrifice. Um, it means protection. It means, um, you know, building an environment for your kids that, you know, you're hoping that they will grow up to be like these well-rounded individuals, you know, healthy, you know, stable, um, not broken that's for me, that's what parenting is, right. you know, um, it's not just to have kids to say, okay, I have kids. It's building a legacy. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much what parenting means to me. It's just an ultimate sacrifice you're giving to your children. Right. Um, yeah. You're creating mm-hmm. functioning adults. I, I often say that too, with like people right. where, just having a little you, but at the end of the day, these are humans that have their own personality and you want to create a a functioning and healthy adult. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause you know, it starts with the home. It starts with the parent. Um, and how, and when it's time for that child to go out on their own into the world, you know, everything that they learn from you and them, you know, and on their own, you know, they take that out to the world they you know they share that with other people so for me I think it's super important you know to build a healthy environment for you know for the children and for your kids and just you know even if not just for your kids like you know it's a village take to to raise children Mm -hmm. so not just for your kids you know for all the children in your family the children in your community Mm -hmm. so yeah with like taking a village, I, I always say that too. It's like you surround yourself with people that can also help raise your kids because, you know, you want to be the sole person doing it, but you also want to be surrounded by people that can also contribute to that child's life in one way, right. in a positive way and not bring harm or anything like right. that. So it does take a village. You often think it's easy just to do it all by yourself, but. Right kind of work together as a family unit and a community unit. Hopefully the the world gets to that point. Right. Also, (laughs) you know, you want to have things, you know, people 
that your kids can look up to mm-hmm. positive influences mm-hmm. you know so yeah Joe. uh what are the upsides and downsides of your current parental status what have you learned that you didn't know before um well i'm not a parent <laughs> but even but um from not I mean, being a parent i guess um, I learn so I guess the things that I'm learning now as far as you know if I ever have children of my own is communication mm-hmm. and understanding you know my child as an individual you know rather than placing my views on them but be more open to what their views are Mm-hmm. you know and understanding you know their thoughts and their experiences instead of pushing everything that I know and how I've grown up and and learned it's pushing it on them um that's something that I've learned you know we we grow up and you know we we get used to like habits and these traditions where parents are like this is the way it is this is how it's gonna be and you know children question things and it's not wrong to question. And that's one thing that I learned, like it's okay to question mm-hmm. because you're curious and you want to learn you. Mm-hmm. So I, that's something that I'm learning. Like, you know, yeah, we're used to that, especially in Latino families and, and, you know, black and Latino families. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the way it is. And this is what's going to say. Mm-hmm. And then you, and if you talk back, there's consequences. Yeah. And I, right. And I'm, Right. And I'm learning that's not the right way to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to help them understand why something isn't okay. And sometimes we're not even right ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, I'm learning like I definitely want to have, you know, really good, healthy communication with my children and understanding them as individuals rather than, you know, placing my thoughts and my views and pushing it on them and not allowing them to question and open their minds, you know, to be able to understand what's going on. Life. Yeah. Is that right? A human is, is like, you're naturally curious about things. Right. Like in the Latino community anyway, me growing up, I could definitely agree with that with like, don't question. It's right. That's so. But yeah, that that being like, oh yeah, don't put your hand in the fire. Why? Because right. I said so. Rather than being like, well. You can get and that just makes them even more curious to put their hand in right. the fire. And they're like, well, I'm just going to put my hand in the fire anyway, because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know, rather than saying, okay, well, if you put your hand in the fire, you're going to have like a second degree burn and we're going to have to right. go to the hospital. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to be fun. Right. So when did you know that you wanted to? So growing up, um, I was, you know, when I was in like high school and junior high school, I used to have this idea like, okay, um, at 25, I was going to have my first child, 28, I was going to be married. I was going to be set in my career and that was going to be my life. Mm-hmm. But then I went to college and I was like, oh, 
Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I still didn't. It wasn't even a thing about not having children or not being married. It was just there's so much more to life. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to experience as much as I could, you know, um, and that's when I realized, like, being set in a career at that age or, you know, being married or having children at that age no longer made sense for me. It was like, no, like, there's just so much to do. There's so much to explore. There's so much to experience. Like, yes, children, all of that is beautiful, but you won't be, I don't think for me, I didn't think that that, that would have made sense with the past, with the path that I decided I wanted to take. So once I got to school and I got a little bit of taste of the freedom and, you know, meeting other people and and learning new things every day, it was like that can wait. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, growing up at first, I was like, OK, you know, it's tradition and, you know, that's the age that it starts. But then I was like, I'm too young for that. Like, I'm I need to be out here. I need to be in the streets like, you know, (laughs) but I don't mean like in the streets in a bad way. But I just mean like there's just so much to experience and I want to take every moment and embrace it. And then later on, you know, not only that, um, there was just so much to learn, Mm -hmm. you know. And being a parent is, it's tough. It is not the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. And financially is expensive, you know? And I was, you know, I was mature for my age in my early 20s mentally, but I was still kind of like all over the place because I was just exploring different things. Mm-hmm. So then that idea of children just kind of went out the window and it was just like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not the end for me. It doesn't change anything about me. It doesn't make me less of who I am. It's just, it's just how I feel about it. And it's, you know, it's what I want. Yeah. You know, you feel like you do it. You, like when you're younger, you think you want to have a, like, you just want to take like the, you want to check off the boxes. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college, check, I'm going to get a job, check. I'm going to get this husband, check. Right. It was like everything was in a straight line, but then I realized life doesn't work that way. Mm -mm. You know, it's not a straight line. It really, there's so many twists and turns to it. And, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't ready for that. Same same here. I thought I was. Until I realized now, now looking back, I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, even at 25, 26, I don't think I knew myself. Let, you right, know. right. Now I'm like 38, getting, still getting to know myself as a Right. I mean, woman. I don't think you ever stop learning who you are. And growth is constant. Mm-hmm. You don't stop growing. You don't stop evolving. It's a constant process. I mean, you know, like I said, for me, it's not an idea of 
I don't, I feel less of a woman because I'm not married or I'm single and I don't have children. Mm-hmm. I don't allow that to validate me whatsoever. I don't allow things like that to make me feel like I'm any less of a woman or feel like I haven't accomplished anything in life because I don't have children and I'm not married. You know, people go around saying, well, what's wrong with you? Honestly, there's actually nothing wrong with me. And I'm actually very happy being single and not having kids. Like, you know, it's just, it's your, it's where you're, I, I, and I, and not only that, I talk to other females and they're so stuck on that thought of marriage and children that, they forget to live their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And then they start wilding out at 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> they didn't live their life, you know. Right. And then they think younger. that you know, they're not, you know, and it's like, no, it's, it's, it's not even about that. Mm-hmm. And I, And my thing is, I want women to stop putting that pressure on themselves mm-hmm. and and making it seem like you know you're better than because you have a husband and you have children that right. doesn't make you better than anybody it just means you have a husband and you have children right that was your path and my path is different and that's okay right exactly it doesn't make me better than you it doesn't make you better than me right so um does the last question is, and I guess it's a good follow-up question, is do you feel pressure to have children? Um, no. Uh, at first, kind of, you know, like my 30s, maybe like sometimes, you know, I know that my parents really, really want that for me. Um, but then I feel like at this point, they now respect that I'm choosing to have this open mind about it as far as if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not the end of my life or world, or do I feel less of myself? Um, And I think them seeing that I'm okay and I'm happy and I'm just living and flowing in, you know, the direction that I'm, 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 you know, becoming aligned with, it's like it it really hasn't been a conversation, you know? So I don't really feel any pressure anymore. And and it's been like that within the last couple of years, you know? I think people stop asking me, like, what's wrong with you? Or stop stop asking me, well, when do you plan on doing this or whatever? Um, Because my answers are that. It doesn't make me any less of a woman. That does not validate me. That doesn't make me better than anyone else or any other woman. It doesn't make me, you know, a trophy. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if, listen, I just saw something on Instagram where these 80-year-old man couple just got engaged to get married. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And that's the beautiful yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's like there's you can't put an age limit on life. When you put that kind of pressure, you don't live your life because mm-hmm. you're just so focused on that, that happening for you and you become miserable. Mm-hmm. That's all you're focused on. And I refuse to be focused on that. Yeah. I believe in flowing with with. with 
with life and 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 leading the life of I guess choosing the way of least resistance. So, right, exactly. You know, if, if it's like giving if you're if you're resisting it too much, meaning like you're you're going up against a friction of something that's you know maybe that's something that you gotta kind of chill out on and like just let life take you and right. trust the process. Just trust the process. Just flow with the energy and the direction. And I promise you that things will end up coming to you. And if it's meant to be in your life, it will be in your life. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that, you know, I don't believe like if if I was supposed to have a child right now, I would have had a child. Right. You know? And then I, again, I don't want to have, you know, children with just anyone or just settle. I'm not a settler. Like it has to make, it has to, the energy has to match. Mm -hmm. I do not have any children um, based on my recollection and hope um, and safe practices. (laughs) I am a queer male, but that's not actually why I don't have kids. Um, Maybe it makes it a little bit harder to have kids, um, biological. Um, But it's not like, it's not the reason. I don't have kids because I'm, uh, I don't want kids. That, I mean, that's kind of a simple way of responding. And I, I can go deeper if you'd like, but at this point in time, I don't really want. Yeah, let's let's explore that a little bit more. What do you mean by not wanting children? Like, what does parenting mean to you? So, to dive deeper, um, parenting means to me mainly being present consistent care and love and presence being open and honest in your child or children's growth um protecting nurturing filling in the blanks and then helping your child or children in filling in the blanks and for themselves ultimately. I don't want kids because I think partially because I've been in education for such a long time and I've been on like the frontline stuff. I've, and even when I frontline, meaning that I've worked directly with youth of all ages, I think the youngest was five. The oldest is probably like now I think youth is classified by some as um, when you're 18, by others when you're 21, and then by 24. Four, and then by even 30, you're still like an emerging adult. So you're still in like your youthful stages. So I've worked with all of those age ranges. So I almost feel like I've kind of done <laughs> the raising of children, just not in my house mm. or continuous. That's interesting. Um, in your child-freeness, <laughs> Can you talk about some of the things that you find that are the upsides and downsides of not currently being a parent? Um, And uh, like, what have you learned um, that you didn't know before, like 
about, you know, in this status, like not having children at, at 36, like what are the upsides and downsides? And like, what do you think you've learned about um, being in this phase? So um, one thing that I should say, I, this will answer your question, but also may add to the other one is I have two cats. I've had them for over 10 years and no, I, I love them. They're my pets. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I, I have noticed not being able to move as freely, having to like, you know, make sure that you feed them, that you come home, that you clean up after them, that you take care of their like health. And, you know, I don't think I'll be a pet owner again um, when they pass. Um, I do like to have freedom of movement. And that's kind of like having a if, if having pets, I feel that way. I think uh, like having kids, I'd feel that way even more. Um, so what I can, and, and to go to your current question and just um, to reiterate what I heard you say, um, what I've learned from not having kids or what I've observed from being 36 and willfully and at times gleefully childless um, is, and this is from observing other people of my age group that have kids, is, you know, there's joy. Of course there's joy in having kids. It's a little, it's a little you. Um, it's a little you that you can give another chance that you can grow better than you feel like you've been grown or just as well it's you know also kind of feeds your ego like hey this is a little of me going around look at that um but there's there's a there's a loss um from my female friends that have kids they're just like like the body that for them that goes through changes and the energy levels um i I kind of almost want to say on like a genetic level of passing on your dna and carrying for almost a year there is a a joy and there's a tiredness and there's like things that as a male when my my female friends who have gone through pregnancy when they talk to me about it it's like geez i i didn't know that it was like that much and that you could go through so many different things um, in your first, second, third trimester afterwards that you can feel like, like restricted from what you can eat. And that could really, um, make you never hate the child or maybe sometimes hate the child, but feel like, you know, I'm doing this for you. Um, yeah, I, you know, I will never feel that, that, that level. Um, but if I could, I don't know if I'd want to, um, and then maybe just from more of the male perspective, um, my male friends who have kids, they just like, there's of course a, tra- a change in priority level. There is a change in um, like their, their kind of get up and go. They don't get up and go much anymore. Like I, I do notice that like it's rare that i have friends that are still like as healthy right as um okay this uh, this is my routine and i'm going to stick to it um some of that is like you know i don't have to bother anymore Uh i'm like i've kind of done that race 
meaning I don't have to bother anymore in keeping up appearances um, because I have the girlfriend or wife or woman in my life and now I have kids in my life and now I have to work and I have to provide for them so I don't have time for physical fitness and I'm like well you kind of do but you know um, you don't really want to have that time so I notice that yeah I can still get up and go I can still prioritize my health I can still as I, I say this as I'm eating french fries of, of course you are. are delicious <laughs> <laughs> of course and a cheeseburger double cheeseburger so. <laughs> but yeah there's just there's just I feel like I still have the same options and opportunities and even sometimes more than I had when I was younger at 36 being childless and um, yeah I don't have to I can selfishly focus on myself and I don't really mean selfishly I mean like I can focus on myself like I I don't have to be really concerned and as a, a black male I would have a lot of concerns with raising a son in this country and just raising any child in this country and, and if I was raising a daughter I'd have deep concerns on what like men are showing and giving her Thank you. That was actually really thoughtful. And a few things that you said that were interesting, I find are, one, speaking to or knowing your, the women in your life who've had children, what they've gone through and the changes, and like you would never want to do that if you were a woman. And then the other end, the men just feeling like, I could just look like whatever, I could do whatever, it's not going to matter because I got my wife, girlfriend, fiance, and I got kids. I ain't got to worry about my health or looking good for anybody. Um, I think those are interesting um, takeaways for me. Those things I just never, I never thought about. Um, as a woman, obviously, those, some of the things that you mentioned are things that would be concerning because I've, I've heard about those, but as from the male point of view, that's interesting. Do you think that, and you kind of um, hinted at this before, um, being queer, do you think that it changes your mind about how you want to proceed with, uh, if you decide that you want to, in four years, even, um, you know, take on children, like, how would you go about doing that? Have you given any thought to it? If I were to have children, I wish I could say that I, like, any child is fine, but no, I want a black child. Um, I would want a black woman or a black boy, a black woman, um, a black, um, girl or boy um and i'd really take like when i really think about it i would take them in any stage right like baby okay um 14 okay um and the reason why is because i think like when i think of what a family is um when i think of raising someone right or um being a parent i don't think you need to change diapers to be a parent. I think you can face on almost fully grown adults and uh, at 14 or 15 or 16 and, and you know, still provide them with the home and still get just as much, but different than you would from a baby. 
it's you know it's adding it's adding to your life it's adding to someone else's life it's adding possibility and hopefully adding something positive so it would have to be i would oh and to, to specify i don't think i would actually need to genetically procreate or have kids i think i i think i i, I think you got that but to, to like specify i would adopt and so your description of what family is is interesting and i think it's definitely closely aligned with um with the fact that you said that um you know how you look at parenting just generally so yeah i I appreciate that as well um do you this is the last question and then we can kind of open up the conversation a little bit if you want but do you feel any pressure to have children you know funny when i first came out to my mom um, she did say that she kind of knew, and the first thing that she said, the second thing that she said after, she said, oh yeah, I kind of suspected when I said, do you have any concerns? She was like, oh, I guess no grandkids. And that was kind of like, and she, and, you know, um, my mom is kind of, she thinks she's funny, but I think she's humorous, which is like two degrees less than funny. <laughs> but but I, I heard it, and, and I don't think, I don't know if she meant anything by that, but I see like how my mom treats my godkids, my brother's godkids, um, nieces and nephews. And she's very like, you know, my, my mom has been a teacher, principal in education, assistant principal in education for such a long time that I, I, I know that she likes that process of raising, right? Um, so... I think if, if I feel any pressure and it's not anything that would like, I think realistically um, cause me to say, yes, it's adoption time. I want to before my mom reaches X age. Um, I think that would be it. I, I don't actually, yeah, that would be it. I, I don't see kids and think, oh, I want one. Um, so it would more be for, it would more be, more be based on my mother um yeah so has she um since you've been out has she or out to her has she like been actively pressuring you or does she mention it or does she bring it up like what you doing <laughs> or wanting a decision or or is any of that coming from anybody no, actually, since since my coming out moment with my mom, never. And and do you feel that with anybody else? Like generally, people who just may not even know you. Do people like who know you? Like say in work, do you work colleagues? You're like, oh, John, you're not you're not having any kids. I mean, those who you who might know. Yeah, I think that you know, in at whoops, at the age. French fry fell. Oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> it fell on the laptop. The laptop's clean. Um, but I think in work, <laughs> I think in work, um, when you when you are an eligible bachelor, 
and I quoted that um, intentionally. It's Alice Rolbash for me. Anyway, um, and you are of the childbearing age, which, you know, dependent on who you ask, but I feel like maybe 27, like between the ages of 27 and 40-ish, if you don't have kids, there's always like, oh, like what's going on in your life? Why don't you have kids? And um, what I do find though is like once you bring up the your when you once you bring up sexuality, the conversation kind of just ends. It's like, oh, that's why. Um, and it's and then that's I don't think that's like a I don't think the response to my response is reasonable. Oh, that's why kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it still makes sense. It, it, it makes sense because. Um, I think the thought is um, you need one and two to make, to get to three. Um, And that's not as easy when it comes to being the, I was going to say being the BQ or the G of the LGBTQ, but it's just really not that easy when, you know, Okay, I, I understand. Um, I was going to say, but the options are there and people are know, know about it, but I guess maybe people don't really realize even as a queer person, you definitely have options to have children. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe, but I also think that um, specifically when it comes to men, and I would say black I'll just speak from my own experience. So I let's just say black, queer, gay, or bi men. If you aren't raised in an open environment, and my environment wasn't, not not, and I don't mean like parentage, right? My mom is pretty open and loving and whatnot. But I think that like society itself in in, in New York City's public school system. Um, you're really not allowed to experience a lot of things as a teenager, right? Like prom, holding hand, kissing in public, um, feeling safe and open and held by your own community. So that if you don't get to do these things as teenagers, then you tend to do them in your when you should be a, an adult. And then it kind of delays everything else, right? Because if you've done this as a teenager, then maybe as an adult, you'd be more willing to have the child conversation but if as an adult you're still thinking of holding hands in public and um if you're still even recognizing that marriage is a possibility you're still if many of the things that become your first in your 30s that should have already happened in your teens then childhood becomes like a 40 conversation a 50 year old conversation or never a conversation um, because you're still going through other things. And this is not, of course, nothing for everyone's experience, but I think for mine specifically, there's still a lot of firsts that I need to experience before I'm ready for that. That's an interesting uh, thought because I never thought about it that way myself, um, that it's kind of a, de- it, there's some, I don't know, delay in how uh, you're thinking about operate in your life um are there any additional thoughts that you have on being child free that you feel like if so we we do have a large i, I say much i say majority not large but majority male 
listener group, which is another interesting thing about the podcast. But as a man, um, when it comes to being child-free and making the decision to say, at some point, maybe I'll have children, is there anything that you think, whether queer or not, people might not have thought of that you want to share that you know you've experienced or that you feel like people should realize about being child-free over the age of 35? I know it's like kind of a heavy, long question, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, so delayed experiences um, that should have occurred when you were a teenager that you're actually going through in your thirties. Um, climate, political climate that we're currently in, um, and knowing that black bodies are devalued, um, not by us, but devalued. Well, and even by time, by us, because it's very hard to consistently push your own worth if the world keeps on showing you and telling you that you're not worthy, um, it gets exhausting. So like the devaluing that we continually have to battle against and then thinking of like a child going through that, um, the cost of a child, the cost of, oh my God. So, you know, what I think living in the time of COVID and hearing all these stories of people that went to the, emergency room and then they came home with a bill that was more than they made in like six months it just really i i just don't know if i would feel confident or comfortable economically socially sexually raising a child in this country um i i just don't feel at this point in 2020 in COVID during Black Lives Matters, during protests, during riots, that if I don't feel like I'm safe, I just don't know if I can make someone else be safe. Um, And I would consistently, just knowing the person who I am, I would be a I would want my child to be raised fearless, right? And and like the world is your oyster, but that's never been the case for black people. So I just I wish that the world was such that I would feel encouraged to have children, but it's not. So. So it sounds like you're like, I'm going to live my life and pray for those who decide to have children. Pray and in my capacity as an educator support. I mean, I've never, there's just been many circumstances where I've been out and about in the world and I've seen um, teenagers being teenagers, but potentially just being a little bit too harsh and I've to each other and I've stepped in it and my presence as a six foot three big black man has been 
been uh, helpful in diffusing circumstances. So I'll pray and send positive energy to my friends who are raising kids in this world, regardless of the kid's skin color. I'll support teens however I can, people however I can. Um, but having my own, miss me on that. Uh, do you have children? No, I don't have any children. So what does uh, parenting mean to you? Parenting, um, basically raising a child in in um, a way where they can be independent. So them understanding um, different things, um, being able to go out and understand nature, understand the world, you know, things like that. That's what parent parenting is to me. And what are the upsides and downsides of your current parental status? And what have you learned um, that you didn't know before? Um, my upsides, um, I can do whatever I want in the sense of I need to go out a certain time. If I need to do certain things, things with business, I can actually just get up and go. So that's the upside. The downside, I mean, just sharing the extra love that I have with a child. I mean, the only good thing is I work with kids already, so I actually get to spread a little bit of love. Because I'm always working with like a hundred kids a year. So I do have that extra sense or even a, a little bit more than a hundred if I'm really counting. But I have, I'm, at least I'm able to share that a little bit. But at least having your own is a little bit different. So you won't be able to share that extra that you would want to share and so on and so forth. And have you learned anything that you didn't know before? Like, have you learned anything over time about um, parenting that you didn't know before? Well, me being a speech therapist, some parents don't notice certain things about their child. I mean, parenting is really big and wide. Really big and wide. Do you want children? Want to have children? Yes, I do. I do. Um, I do want kids. Um, I I want kids whenever I get whoever my husband is. So whoever he is, then I want kids. I don't want to just randomly have kids. And when did you know that you wanted to have children? I think this is off the cuff. Maybe, let me say 2021. Hmm. Maybe around, generally. Sometimes my mother um, pressures me now to actually pop out some kids because since we take care of her, She's saying, you know, what will you do if you don't have kids now and nobody to take care of you and somebody to carry on your name and so on and so forth. Besides your mom, do you feel pressure from other places to have children? I guess this is considered pressure. If you say, oh, you wait, you're 37 and you don't have a kid now, people usually say stuff like that. But I don't, for some reason, I don't really necessarily take that as pressure. Yeah, I don't have a kid now, and that's what it is. <laughs> I usually just say that. So, I mean, no, no, not really. Uh, some people actually say you're lucky um, because you could do what you want. If you want to share anything else. People say there's good parenting, bad parenting. There's no, everybody as being parents, they, everybody could do their parental ways different. Everybody's not the same and 
And people, are, like one person is not better than the other necessarily when they have a child is doing what they're supposed to do. And yes, we have parents that's not doing what they're supposed to do. But what I mean is a child that's there. Some people are like, you shouldn't let them do that. You should let them do that. It's everybody have their own style of um, growing their child in their own way. And they have their reasons for it. Some people are bad parents, but we're talking about the good parents right now. So the, the ones that have positive, whatever, it's no type of style. So people have to make sure and stop pushing other people's views on how to grow their child. Um, do you have children? No, I do not. And uh, if not, then why not? Well, it's a, like, it's just a whole bunch of different uh, reasons. Like the, I'd say the cons of it, are like all personal things. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, like I've, I've that's never been a, I know a lot of people have, I get goals, family oriented goals. I've never really had a family oriented goal like that. I did at some point, but I think the older that I got, um, the more I really didn't want it. So it, it just growing up and having to help raise like my brother and sister and um, just seeing <laughs> a lot of people that were friends and family that had kids and should not have kids and how their kids turn out and just not giving them the right morals and things that they should have as kids and, and learning and growing. And I just was like, I'm, I still feel like as a person, I'm too irresponsible to raise a kid and bring a kid up in this world. Mm. And so, you know, like a lot of it was just like personal just decisions where it's just like, you know, the main one, like I think that a lot of people have as an issue is like just the finances of it. Um, Not being financially ready, me not being mentally ready. Um, And I don't know, just that was that was me. And it's luckily that I found somebody that I married and, and had a relationship with that kind of was on the same page with me. Yeah. So it, it didn't feel like it was something that was pressured or pressuring type of situation. Um, so, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to change, but I, I, I would say no, it's never going to change it. You know, reasons happen why things change all the time. So, right. That's cool, though, that you at both you and your wife are on the same page with that. Sometimes it's it would be off balance where it's like one doesn't want it and the other one does. And then it causes a a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like basically don't it, it, it ultimately ends up not working out because obviously one person is not getting what they want. From mm-hmm. the other person, so it's like, why waste that person's time? Right. You know. So. Yeah. Um, what does parenting mean? Oh, yeah. What does parenting mean to you, even as a childless person? You can answer this. And, uh, you're responsible for a life. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, that's like fun. that's. Yeah, so if you're an irresponsible person in your life, you you have to understand that you're going to imprint that on your child. So mm-hmm. if you choose to have a kid and you can't step back and look at the situation for what it is and realize, damn, I need to change things about myself so that 
my child can grow up and have somebody to look up to out not outside of the household like i feel like that's a big thing too and a lot of people don't have that situation where it's very few and far between where you can have somebody where you're like yeah i look up to my parents i look up to my mom i look up to my dad mm-hmm. it's usually somebody that they look up to outside of the household and yeah. if you can't if you can't I feel like if you can't do that for your child or work towards doing that for your child, because nothing's going to happen right away, you know, but if you at least step back and realize it and feel like that that's something that you need to work toward to make sure that your child has a great life or, you know, a better life than you had, you shouldn't be having kids. (laughs) So that's a really big thing to me, especially pertaining to parenting, because it that goes hand in hand on how you parent your child. You know, if you let them do whatever they want and there's no structure, there's no discipline or anything like that, you know, they, they're going to grow up to be a serial killer or some type of thing. Or just not, not uh, what's the word, um, whelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just everything that they do is it's like a negative connotation to it. You don't want that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, as a parent, you got to you got to understand that and you got to realize that like, hey, but then if you do on the opposite side of that is if you're too disciplined and too hard on your child, they're going to go and do all the things you're not allowing them to do outside of the household and like do it to its extreme. And that's just as dangerous. Right. So um, I noticed that young at a young age that I, I'm, I just wasn't mentally <laughs> ready for that. And I wasn't gonna put myself in that situation where it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a kid and you know just uh, raise them on and, and figure it out as I go. Nah, you can, and there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of parents had to do that. But mm-hmm. doing that in the '80s when we were growing up and doing that in the '90s is totally different than doing that now. And it's really hard for you to be able to do that and just like maintain a family life and Mm -hmm. a family household with everything that's going on outside of your household in the world and you know how hard it is for you to like how hard it is for a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman like it's really difficult yeah you know there's just I don't know growing up there were certain things that as a man you need to do as a woman you need to do those things change now and those things are different now but I feel like the core aspects of those things will never change. Mm-hmm. You know, you still need to be able to provide for your family as a man. As a woman, you still need to be that nurturing person that's going to take care of whoever is considered part of your family. Right. Um, you know, a lot of dads aren't like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of moms are, are not in the situation where it's like, yeah, I need to go to work and constantly provide for my family. No, because you look for your husband to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might look at that as being the wrong thing or, you know, you have an old mindset. It's not like that anymore. But that's how I was raised. Right. I was raised to, that I have to be a protector and I need to be a provider as well. Right. I, I mean, honestly, on, I never really worried about or looked at it from the aspect of what my spouse was responsible for because mm-hmm. I could care less if my wife cook in the kitchen. It's nice to, to come home to a cooked meal, 
Mm-hmm. I don't expect her to, to sit and be in the kitchen and cook for me every time I come. I have to do that for myself. My mother raised me to be like that, where I could do those things, wash my own clothes, clean the bathroom, do all of those things that need to be done. If you can't pass that down to your child, then what, what, are, you, right. like, what are you having a kid for? Right. Whether it's a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter. So I just feel like there's a lot of things that kids aren't learning nowadays that they should be taught. And I agree. That that comes from parenting and right. how parents parent. So right, I agree with uh, that. Yeah. And I think too, like how you was touching on certain um, aspects of like what you what you imprint on your child. Like basically, your child is you. So like what I think too is like a person needs to be working on themselves so that they can be the best version of themselves for their their child. Yeah. You You have to. Not passing down whatever toxicity or whatever. I hate that word, by the way, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many different meanings to that word. I hate that word, but I get what you're saying. But you know and, And everybody, and the thing that's messed up about it is the reason why I don't like that word is because you were raised a certain way. So if you were raised a certain way, who is someone else to tell you that how you were raised is toxic? That's who you were raised and you survived. Mm-hmm. So, and I, also, yeah, you got to step back and look at it too because I say this all the time. I'm like, I got my butt whooped when I needed my butt whooped because yeah. of things I was doing that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's and, and I turned out fine. Yeah, you know, I don't a lot that- of I call that discipline. That's it. That's different. But there are people. There's, in the a, world yeah, that there's that's that fine line it. between discipline and abuse. Now that's right. that's when it becomes toxic. But who's who's? But the thing is, who's drawing the line? Who's who's whose judgment is that based on? That's what I'm saying. So there's things like that. So I feel like if you need your butt whooped, you need your butt whooped. But that's because that's how I was raised. But if you talk to certain people or you have a conversation with a certain person, they're going to tell you, well, that was a toxic, your parents shouldn't have did that to you. That was a toxic relationship between you and your mom or you and your dad, you and your parents. No, it wasn't. I I did something I wasn't supposed to be doing and I, I got disciplined for it. And like you're saying, there's a fine line between abuse and correcting what your child is doing that's wrong. And that's... A lot of people nowadays expect that to come from somewhere else, whether it be school, whether it be the state stepping in, whether it be police stepping in, whatever, it's another family member stuff. Nobody wants to be accountable for the stuff that they should be accountable for. And how you raise your child, you definitely should be accountable for that. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of, I think that's, one of the main reasons why I chose to not have a child is because I feel like I overthink a lot of things Mm. and there's so many different avenues and aspects about having a child that people do not think about and I overthink it so Mm. I'm just like you know what screw it I'm not (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not going to put myself out there to have to worry about that but it's just it's a lot and I mean I don't it's no knock on anybody that that's a goal in their life because there's nothing that's a beautiful thing having a child and, and creating something that came from you there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that it's mm-hmm. just I think people need to take a step back and I'm not talking about people at 
accidents happen and mistakes yeah. happen and things happen. I'm talking about people that actually plan on doing this. Mm-hmm. Take a step back and realize how many things actually tie into you having a child. Not to deter you from doing it, but just know what your long-term goal is going to end up being. Right. So if, if you don't have at least some type of plan, whether that plan falls short or you succeed in that plan, I feel like you still should have something something to fall back on or look into. No, There's no playbook for having a kid, but, you know, most of the people that raise their kids go based on how they were raised. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, did you have a grandmother in your, in your life? You have a big mama. Did you have whoever it was, a grandfather, somebody you, again, looked up to? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's quite a few generations that don't have that anymore. And this is definitely one of the generations now that don't. You're right. So, Everybody is very to themselves. The fact mm-hmm. that everything is, is, is kind of... Yeah, it's not there anymore. People are, like, doing their own thing. And, you know, one's over there, your auntie's over here, your uncle's still living life. They're posting the stuff on social media. And, mm-hmm. and then some, that, some grandma's still wearing the thigh gear. <laughs> I seen a picture the other day. It was like three grandmas just wearing, like, straight up. I'm just gonna go out and catch me one of these young dudes. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So, hey. but yeah. No, I- so there's a there's a lot to it of uh, uh, deciding and choosing to have a child. If you if, you know you don't want to tell your child oh, you were an accident. I wasn't. I didn't plan you. But yeah. you know things things happen and and things aren't always planned out. And if you get in that situation where that's that's the case, you got to make the best of it. But again, you still need to, like you said, put put live your best life and put your best self out there so that your child learns from you and learns from your mistakes. And mm-hmm. you know, you gotta let them make their own mistakes as well. Like I feel like I would be a pretty okay parent. I think I would be okay as a as a dad, but that's not. As permanent as a tattoo is, a tattoo is not permanent. You bringing a child into this world is definitely permanent. Yeah. So, you know, you can't you can't say yes, trial and error, or figure it out on the next one. No, it's not. It's not that that easy. So, I've never wanted to be like, yeah, let me try this out and see if that's how it ends up being. I'm like, no, nah, good. Uh, I'll be Uncle Worm. I'm good with that. Right. <laughs> First kid comes in. That's the that's the tester one. That's where you try to put your your best foot forward, and then the second one will get all the yeah mm-hmm. the fall. Yeah. yeah, you'll be all right. It's all right. Yeah. You good. You good. Don't worry about it. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. You live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um. So, what are the upsides and the downsides of your current? parental status what have you learned that you didn't know before uh as far as parenting as far as um, yeah your current parental status like being child free uh, um this it, again is less responsibility right you only have to worry about you and or your spouse because you could just be single and not have a kid. But if you do, or if you are with somebody, then, you know, that is, that person is also your responsibility to a certain extent. So it's just like, I'm a, I, I don't know, I, I still feel like I'm a kid at heart and 
I want to be able to just wake up late and not have to worry about making sure, you know, my son or daughter brush their teeth in the morning and have a clean change of clothes. And, you know, so that's a, that to me, that's a, it really just depends on how you look at it. Some people want that, you know, some people want that responsibility to say, Hey, I have to take care of this person, this little person, Mm -hmm. make sure that they, do the things that they need to do and that they're healthy and that you know they're well fed and all those other things mm-hmm. um i don't know i look at that as a that's a good thing for me because I, I i don't want that responsibility and i know that i want that responsibility so that's definitely a pro on my end um as far as a kind it's probably bad to say but um you know, like the tax breaks and all that stuff <laughs> of not having a child and not having a kid. Like that's always I've always looked at that and it's just like, yeah, that's probably and you know, you'll see something and you'll be like, Oh damn, they got that much money. Right. They should have one kid. But you know, it, it, yeah. But that to me that's that's you know, you don't get those things and you know, there's a lot of programs. I um I worked at a, a youth center and there was a lot of programs that they offered because they were not for profit. There was a lot of programs that they offered for kids. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't a parent, I actually enjoyed helping the parents get their kids into those programs. Um, they were, like they were, as far as them signing up for it, I remember like days where it's like, all right, this starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. This starts on Friday, and like the parents would start lining up like the night before to the point where it's like nine o'clock at night, and we open up the next day at like eight, and they're already online trying to get their kids into these programs because they're free programs and they're fun programs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, it, I'm like, that's that's the, that's the, beyond responsibility because. All you're really responsible is having a roof over your child's head, mm-hmm. make sure they're fed, make sure they're clothed. When you go above and beyond and you see the benefit of it in your child's face or whatever it is that they do or they win something and they bring it back home to you, I think that's a, a pro as a parent. And mm-hmm. I don't see that. So to me, that would be a con for me. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoyed helping with that process, but I always wondered how it would be on the other end, you know, like being the parent and knowing that your child had a good day because they went to a summer camp program and they got a free T-shirt or they got this or they got that. Mm-hmm. And they got those things because you actually took the extra effort, the extra step to make sure that they were good. So um, I see that as a pro. That would be a pro as a parent. Mm-hmm. And a con for me because I don't see those type of situations and I'm not a part of those type of situations in that aspect. Um, but it's not a lot. Um, I don't, I'm not the type of person to dwell on it. Like, if that's a decision that I made, that's a decision I made. It's, it, it's not where it's like something that I could say, like, I regret it. Mm-hmm. So if you feel at least a little bit of regret of something that you like of the decision that you made, you'll dwell on certain things sometimes like mm-hmm. not might not be a lot, but I don't even like I don't even dwell on it a little bit. Like it's just I'll see those things. I'll be like, that's cool that it's the same thing as like if you if you are 
I know you want children, so I can't use you as an example. But for me, I'll be like, oh, that little girl is so pretty or that little boy is so cute. Yeah, That's a cute baby. Blah, 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 blah. They cute from a distance, though. <laughs> <laughs> not mine. <laughs> you know, like, it's the same thing where it's like you you like seeing those things other people, but you know mm-hmm. that that's not where your interest lies. So it's cute and it's cool for a di- from a distance, but mm-hmm. that's, I don't want that. So uh, I'm glad that you got it and I'm happy that you have it. And you're entertained. Beyond by. that part, the cuteness is more than that. Yeah, exactly. The so, cuteness you know. goes through emotions and mm-hmm. tears and boogers and no. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I mean, that's cool. Like, like I said, it's. Yeah, like I see videos all the time too. Just like people, how they parent their child, and you know, some people treat their kids like little adults, and some people baby their children. It's just mm-hmm. it's all different ways, and I don't think now I don't think any one person is wrong, unless you just choose to cheat your child hate like that. I feel like I don't care. Mm-hmm. This you can go through whatever you go through, but like you should be trying to shield your child from that. Yeah. And, and and that type of energy. So but um other than that, like I think there's this pros and cons to every aspect, whether you're a parent or whether you're not a parent, it's just for me I don't really dwell on it that much. But there there are a few things, like I said, the financial thing is like oh, wow, that would actually be helpful. But you know, a little extra time on the check. <laughs> yeah, you know, so but it's 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 cool. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Good. Um, let me see. When did you know that you did or didn't want to have children? And I, I believe you answered it earlier, but maybe mm. you can elaborate on it. No. Um, like if there was a pinpoint moment that was like, oh, yeah, no, never. At one point, so you know my sister had passed, you know, like it was like years ago. Um I felt like because that happened, like I was like 50-50 before that happened. And then when that happened, I felt like I needed to have a child because I felt like there was like something missing. And I felt like that I felt like having a child at that point would have I guess feel that void mm-hmm. but that was like that I'm glad that didn't happen because that's not a reason again like I said to be have to bring a responsibility like bringing a child into this world that's not a justification for it um <laughs> I'm glad I got past that point and that was more of a I think that was more of a mental thing and just a, a block that I had to get past, like an, a, a mental slash emotional thing. Um, what actually made me decide, yeah, I'm, I don't think I've ever told you the story. So I had an ex and we were together and I went, I went away. I went, I went, actually, I came up here. I came up to Boston um, at the time I was in New York. And while I was away, she went and had an abortion. Did I tell you that? Did I tell you the story? So, yeah. So she went and had an abortion, and I came back. 
and her parents brought me in the room and my mom and dad was like, oh, you know, we had to make sure to take care of this because, um, you know, you guys aren't ready to have a child. And I'm like, what? what? Whose child? What are you talking about? They were like, oh, yeah, she told us what happened. So she told this whole story um, about when it happened and where it happened. And none of it was true. Wow. Um, to find out, she was sleeping with somebody in her building. And the guy she was sleeping with got her pregnant. Wow. And she knew that I would have figured it out eventually that that was not my child. And she would have had to raise that child by herself. Well, not really by herself, but her and her parents. I think at that point, me seeing how irresponsible somebody else was with the situation... Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this until I feel like I'm ready and I found the right person. And to me, that was more the tipping point to not have kids and not be in that situation where I didn't know what the other person really was actually doing. You never really know what your spouse is doing, but right. at least something that important I felt like you always needed to be on the same page with that person, no matter who it is. And because I didn't know what was going through her head and why she was doing what she was doing, that already, that was a tipping point for me for I was like, you know what, I'm not, that's, that's on the back burner. I'm not worrying about this. I'm not thinking about this. And it, it, st- it went from there. And then, you know, just things, like I said, seeing my friends, the traumas and things that they've had to go through, the the mental stress that they had to go through with having children, um, <laughs> family members just having mm-hmm. kids that should not be having kids and how tough it is for them. And it just is like, it, 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 like I said, the needle just started going closer and closer to just not making that decision to just not bring a child into this world, you know? So, and then that's all that's all immediate things that you have to deal with. Like all local, I would say, like you how you see your friends interact with their kids, mm-hmm. how you see your family members interact with your kid, their kids, your experiences with those type of situations. That's not even counting all the crazy shit you gotta deal with outside of your household and, and your immediate, you know, vicinity. Like there's too many things in the world that's just off right you know that you have to worry about once you do that Mm -hmm. and i hope i mean i'm not i don't want to answer these questions for you and you put this on your podcast and it deserves somebody to to say yeah he's right i'm not having a kid i don't want that to be the case if this is something that you want to do this is just my experience right i wanted to i don't want it to create a judgment in somebody else's head Everybody's experience is different, and you know I don't want anybody to feel deterred based on the things that I say. That's not why I'm helping you with these questions, and I'm not. This is why. This is not why I'm answering these questions for you for, for somebody else to get a negative no, thing from not. it. It's, it's just. just Right. You know, so but yeah, I, basically it just from my experiences and me dealing with that to me, those two things were the biggest reasons 
why I just ultimately made that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, they don't go hand in hand, but they, they, they kind of tie into each other. I feel like they do. Like it, 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 it's all a mental and emotional thing when you decide to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And either you're ready for it or you're not. And I knew I wasn't ready for it, so. I hear that, I respect that. Um, have you ever felt pressured to have kids? My, my mama all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time um it's not super bad but i think she's not really giving up but i think she just she realizes like i am not that child that she's gonna get a grandkid from so um next in line is my little brother and his wife and they want kids so i think she's gonna finally get her grandchild out of them and I'm all for that. And I'm pretty sure my sister wants kids. So yeah. at least two, two, she'll get two grandkids or maybe three or four. I don't know. But yeah. So between my mom and it hasn't happened in years, like I, you know, she, she knows how I feel about it. Um, but my wife's family, that's like, they have every year they have like a family get together and a cookout and that is all they talk about like at least 60% of the conversation is how come y'all don't have kids yet I'm like I'm going to get a drink I don't want to be a part of this conversation and and it's just oh it's so easy why are you saying that it is not people Dominican folks you know you know so yeah but uh, so you know those those two situations, um, I'm pretty sure she hears it from her parents, um, but they have grandkids already, so I don't think it's so bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's not pressure anymore. Like it used to be. It felt like it was at one point. But like you said, you gotta respect people's journeys. It, mm-hmm. it just, it's your opinion, and I, you, I gotta respect your opinion and and how you feel about something. But at the right. end of the day, uh, that kid is not coming home to you. Right. So you can make it's all your statements all you want. It's right. not you. It's not you, Bill. You said this was easy, so guess what? We dropping them off at your house. That that ain't that's not gonna happen. So, you know, yeah, I respect your opinion and how you feel about it at the end of the day, but no, we on the same page with that. So as long as me and her are good, I'm not worried about anybody else. Yeah, so Thanks again for listening to The Awkward Stare. If you like what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. Look out for the second part of this episode. Also, follow us on Instagram at The Awkward Stare Podcast. Thanks again. Bye.